welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Champoli, News Director for APPA. Joining us on this episode is Christina Park, the New York Power Authority's Director of Asset Intelligence Solutions. Christina, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Sure thing. So, Christina, just to get our conversation started, could you um, describe for our listeners your responsibilities as Director of Asset Intelligence Solutions at NIPA? So my department is a combination and evolution of two previous programs at NIPA. So those are reliability center maintenance and technology programs. So while those two programs may not seem to be related, the purpose of this combination is to really operationalize technology by understanding our equipment risks and maintenance decisions, identifying gaps from that analysis, and then applying solutions to fit the needs. So I oversee five work streams, one of which is RCM, uh, and the other four of which are technology related. So those are AIML, artificial intelligence and machine learning, intelligence infrastructure, which is basically sensors, uh, PMUs, which are phaser measurement units, and robotics. The acronym RCM, what does that stand for? Uh, Reliability-centered maintenance. Just um, looking at the landscape in terms of, of, you know, what you're responsible for, what do you see as the biggest challenges and opportunities for utilities when it comes to asset management and risk mitigation? Um, I think the biggest challenge in asset management lies in standardization. It's difficult to create accurate assessments and draw meaningful conclusions without consistency in benchmarking and calibrating the reality of day-to-day operations and maintenance. That being said, this is also a really great opportunity because as we work together and collect the vast amount of subject matter expertise from our craft and staff, and also implement ways to collect data as we embrace technology, we can empower and enable better decision-making. And with respect to standardization, as a, as, is there something more specific that jumps to mind um, in, in, in terms of your portfolio of responsibilities? Not so much in the portfolio, so much as uh, utilities such as NIPA are often composed of multiple, uh, for us, it would be regions. So Mm -hmm. we are separated regionally. We have central, western, northern, uh, southeastern, uh, and here in headquarters, as well as a transmission. This is not a physical region, but we have uh, an area for transmission. And all of them have different operating contexts and, and different needs. They are in different parts of the states with different constituents and have different budgets and different sizes. So so given all those differences, it is often difficult to standardize how we do our maintenance uh, because the needs might be different, but there is a benefit in doing so to have a more enterprise-wide approach. And so uh, that that's what I meant by difficulty in standardization. I think overall with asset management, it would be more efficient if we had standardized spare parts, if we had uh, standardized processes and things like that. But we do have to obviously take into account the different operating contexts and the needs uh, of all of our regions. So trying to get those all to converge is is a bit of a challenge, but it's also very exciting. The thing that uh, the, the news that spurred my interest in interviewing you was the news in December that NIPA reported that um, artificial intelligence technology is significantly improving its in-house um, drone inspection program, allowing transmission lines to be more quickly and thoroughly evaluated and any potential issues that could lead a power failure um, to be identified earlier. Could you elaborate on how NIPA is utilizing AI technology with respect to its drone inspection program? Also, is NIPA utilizing AI in any other areas other than drones? Sure, so I'll tackle the first uh, question first. So we have a really exciting proof of concept that we did uh, with a technology solution called Power AI. So I think to backtrack a little bit, our drones program is actually becoming very robust very quickly. 
it's been around here at NIPA for several years, but uh, really got a kickstart this past year with a really stellar new uh, program manager. And so in conjunction with that, we were looking at the possibility of eliminating uh, helicopter inspections, which are very costly and don't even cover all of our corridor with using drones. So uh, and doing those inspections in-house. So one of the things that my group started, I think prior to this new program manager coming on was to look at software solutions using computer vision. Um, so the one that we chose to run with for the proof of concept is called Power AI developed by a company called Buzz Solutions. And it uses artificial intelligence both to detect and assess the health of transmission asset components in drone images. So the AI is accompanied by a human in the loop component where a reviewer can interface with the graphical user interface to manually inspect the images and issues that are flagged by the software before deciding whether to take action or not. So the reviewer can then choose to submit a work order if an intervention is required and the platform includes supervised learning capabilities. So as the human and the loop feature garners more input over time, the AI improves its capabilities. This is what we did as a 12-week proof of concept, and that's part of what my department does. We, we start with a solution, we test it out, see if the vendor makes sense, see if the technology is usable, and, and also just verify if we have a need out there uh, with our stakeholders. And then if all of those stars align and it seems to make sense, then we'll move forward and, and scale it from there. So there, there are a lot of opportunities to scale this particular solution, but we came to about an 84% accuracy in terms of what the software could do against uh, what our line crew inspected afterwards to uh, see if it, what it detected um, was true or not. So the company can add and train additional failure modes as needed. And currently the platform can detect 33 of them, including joint rusting, broken or flashed insulators, woodpecker holes, and overgrown vegetation. So overall, the expected benefits include reduced inspection time, improved accuracy, reduced cost, digital record keeping, and the potential for work order integration. One thing that intrigued me in terms of your, your response, um, the, the, the idea of utilizing drones as a way to replace helicopter inspections. Do you have any sense um, as to whether that there's kind of a broader trend in the utility industry at this point, or is that still kind of a, a, at the early stages of a trend? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think I was actually out in California uh, visiting a drone manufacturer back in December at, for an event where they brought together specifically for utilities and uh, transportation authorities, um, their program managers. So I do feel that uh, drones are becoming a, a very important tool and the technology has advanced so rapidly that it is becoming a pretty common use, whether it's to replace helicopters, whether it's to replace line crew having to climb poles, whether it's to uh, replace, I think, uh, some of the new technology has it so that you, if you have the correct waivers, you don't have to even be in the light of sight to view the drone. Mm. You can have it do remote operations. So I know there are other utilities that have pretty advanced drones programs. I also know there are other utilities that are just starting out, but I, I think that it is um, the wave of the future in terms of, as our program manager likes to say, to risk the machine and not the human. So, so my final question uh, for you relates to NIPA's Vision 2030 strategy, which aims to make NIPA the first fully digital utility by 2030. Can you detail this initiative and discuss your the role your department is playing in implementation of the strategy? Sure. So I think being a digital utility is really a mindset 
over uh, the actual technology. And that mindset is really shifting uh, to thinking of doing things the old way or traditional way or the way that it's always been done um, and acknowledging that that's not the only way or the best way moving forward in order to meet our reliability and renewable goals that we have in the state. So my department serves as a bridge between the stakeholders and operations who are um, I'll say our boots on the ground, uh, people in the trenches, right, who, who keep the lights on for us to understand their needs and to identify the gaps. Um, and those are identified through our reliability center maintenance program. From there, we investigate and strategically implement technology solutions, whether they be sensors, robots or analytics to deploy technology with a purpose, as we like to call it. So we don't want to just go ahead with technology just because it's the shiny new toy or because it's the coolest thing that's out there, right? We want to make sure that it has a need, uh, that there's a problem to solve, and that the solution fits the need of a problem. So, for example, in the past, we we sent an operator out once a month to check readings on equipment that was important for reliability, but it wasn't worth investing in permanent sensors for continuous monitoring. So through our proof of concepts with wireless vibration sensors, NIPO was quick to start testing this technology and found that they provide immediate benefit. And we now have ways to detect when bearings or fans start to fail, and we can rely on analytics to trigger alerts for issues with far more frequent touch points, as opposed to hoping that we catch a problem at the right time with somebody walking around with a pen and paper. In, in terms of the strategy, from your perspective, any particular challenges that you feel are tied into that, to meeting the, the, the goal of by 2030? I think that whenever you are trying to implement change, there will always be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that everybody works hard and we have a lot of people who are very good at what they do. And I think that aiming to be even better with a workforce that many of our experts have retired or are right. imminently able to retire. And um, I think that for us, the need is very clear because the industry is changing and culture is changing where people don't necessarily sign up to work straight out of college and stay for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, I think that is not the norm the way it may have been 30, 40, yeah. 50 years ago. And so I think in light of that, it becomes even more important to embrace technology and to embrace tools so that we can that we can work more efficiently and also capture the knowledge and the expertise that we currently have with our in-house subject matter experts so that we can capture it in the process and in our tools so that we can move forward for the next generation. Well, I mean, given everything we've discussed today and the rapid uh, pace of change in, in the power sector and what what you are dealing with on a daily basis, um, I would love to have you back at some point uh, in the future. So I'm sure there's plenty of things that we can talk about, um, you know, six months or a year from now. So you have an open invitation to come back as a guest. Oh, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Sure thing. Thanks, Christina. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which is produced by Julio Guerrero, graphic and digital designer at APPA. I'm Paul Champoli, and we'll be back next week with more from the world of public power. Thank you.